What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hold it. Don't nobody move. Today's Bob Seska show is brought to you by our Patreon page. In case you're not aware, we produce four podcasts every week. That means a new show every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, you might be wondering why you don't see the Friday show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. That's because our Friday After Party podcast, with all of its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics, is only available through our Patreon page. So please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just $10 a month. And as a bonus, you get two free post-mortem shows every damn week with your $10 per month subscription. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Partisanship's over. We elected a president. This is for everybody. No banners tonight. American flag. Okay, but we're using the seal, and I'll put Senate and House leadership up there. No balloons, no confetti. Why? It's not a party. It is a party. Yeah, but we won. We don't have to pander. Please don't say that. On your birthday, don't we pander to you? Not as much as I'd like. I'm not kidding. What are you babbling about? We haven't won anything yet. The speech is done. Two speeches are done. What's the second? I've got a speech if he wins. I've got a speech if he doesn't. You wrote a concession? Of course I wrote a concession. What, do you, you want to tempt the wrath of the whatever from high atop the thing? No. Then go outside, turn around three times, and spit. What the hell's the matter with you? It's like 25 degrees outside. Go! He wrote a concession speech. Of course he wrote a concession speech. Why wouldn't he? What possible reason would he have for not writing a concession speech? The wrath from high atop the thing. He upped and said we were gonna... No, you gotta go outside, turn around three times, and curse. Spit. Spit and curse! Do everything. Go. Go! 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 go. These things have a half-life, you know? You can't just... Did you? Yes, I turned, I cursed, I spat, it froze. You can't be too careful. I think you can. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Okay, we talked about Don't Get Happy on Tuesday's show, but seriously, it takes a little longer to say it, but do not tempt the wrath of whatever from high atop the thing. Just don't do it. Don't even think about it. And if I see one damn balloon... God damn it! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 11, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,239 of the Trump crisis, 145 days until the 2020 presidential election. Can't come soon enough. Oh, look, it's the Goth Ninjas! (laughs) 
sitting right over there. It's Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also sexyliberal.com, and the whole entire Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is there too. Also, David Ferguson, we call him T Rex. Patreon.com slash the T Rex Report is the website. Go and support his show and all of his writings over there too. Okay, holy crap. Where do we start? I think we're going to talk about uh, race quite a bit today because uh, lots of things are happening all at the same time right now. Not only is the president doing a speech about race. At oh, he's going through with that? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Gonna be four o'clock this afternoon. In fact, what's going to happen? Can we just wait and record this evening? Because, I mean, <laughs> uh, you, know, you I- know, I mean, Donald Trump talking about race is kind of like. I don't know. What's his name? Dave uh, from the New York Times. Dave Brooks talking about feelings. You know, it's just like. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, Stephen Miller is the author oh, yeah. of this address that he's going to give at four o'clock this afternoon. And so before is I. Is it even... titled Mein Kampf? <laughs> That's probably true. But I'm fairly certain that it will perhaps call to mind this. Yeah. Because Donald Trump. I mean, with three separate tweets yesterday, defended a whole series of Confederate generals, calling them part of our heritage of victory, winning, and freedom. He said, "I, I, I, I where, what, where, you, yeah. what timeline is he on?" I, <laughs> no, I, he's on the timeline. The Adderall timeline. Yeah, he's I on, mean, because that's a different timeline completely than the actual timeline of what happened with that group of people. Yeah, they didn't win. I mean, they won no. some battles, but the sure. overall war was badly lost, uh, and that yeah. was not even taking into consideration the. The reasons why they started the war in the first place. I mean, make right. no mistake, the South seceded, about 11 states plus a territory seceded from the Union. And then they decided, oh, hey, well, we've seceded now. Let's fire on Fort Sumter. And that's exactly how that war got started. On top of everything else, they were defending the rights of the states to own slaves. And so right. that Basically was the, the right other to layer keep black people as pets yeah. and farm machinery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that's one of the things that Trump is going to talk about this afternoon during his speech on race. I wonder if he's going to defend these Confederate generals and the Confederacy in general. Because, I mean, if you're looking at the generals themselves, you're defending them, the Confederate Army. You're defending the the cause for which they fought, which was to break away from the United States because they wanted to defend enslaving an entire race of people as the cornerstone of the Southern economy. I mean, it was an economic war. It was a war to uh, defend slavery. I mean, I don't know how much more vile you could actually get. But part of this has to do with this lost cause mythology that we've been talking about for almost 150 years. I mean, ever since uh, Reconstruction, there has been this effort to create this revisionist history around the Civil War in order to lionize the South, in order to reunite the country. Let me discuss this, though, because I, the real, like, the whole, like, rebel flag, yeah. you know, Southern pride thing, mm-hmm. people didn't, that, that was the Confederate battle flag. It was only flown on the battlefield to distinguish... Yeah. 
Union corpses from of Confederate course. corpses. Mm-hmm. And people didn't fly that at their house. They didn't put right. it on the bumper of their coach and four. Right. It was not picked up as a symbol of white resistance until the 50s and 60s when they were trying to desegregate. And they mm. grabbed up that emblem as a symbol of their hate. So there is no tradition to defend here of flying the Confederate flag at your home or your barbecue or your yeah. NASCAR race. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a thing until what? people like Strom Thurmond and the Dixiecrats decided that we needed to, you know, hammer down on the civil rights movement before it could actually affect any change. That's right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jody. Um, and also, didn't Robert E. Lee specifically say, do not put statues of me up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. So that was well, one of the other thing things. is all those statues date to that same era. They're all made of yeah. tin. That's why they come down so easy. It's not like they're like that hundred years old, mm-hmm. you know, and have mm-hmm. been like a symbol or a pillar of our community for hundreds of years. It's no, yeah. no, they are cheap aluminum statues that got put up in the sixties and fifties as a way to intimidate black people and to try to convince civil rights interested whites that there was no way it's ever going to happen in the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and a, and fuck a, your statue. Right, right. I mean, just to repeat what you said. I, the lost cause is one of the reasons why those statues exist in the first place. It was, okay, look, we're going to say that these Confederate generals, these commanders, these politicians, they all had noble intent, right? They were just about freedom. They were, were just about states' rights. It wasn't about slavery. No, no, no. Oh, and by the way, those freed slaves... They're going to become our common enemy. They're going to be the enemy of both the North and the South. If white people are fighting against black people, then white people aren't fighting against white people. I mean, that was the one of the many intents of the lost cause mythology to make sure that white people were unified. And the way to do that is to divide them from the black people or to vilify the black people, to make the black people look like they were rapists and murderers and and playing up all these horrible, horrible racist stereotypes. And that became a thing so much so that it became ingrained in our culture. It became ingrained in our popular culture. I mean, it became a thing in films from birth of a nation to a whole variety of just horrendously racist, uh, silent films of that turn of the century era. Names of films that I will not even repeat on this show because they are so horrid and terrible. And that just is the title themselves, much less the actual content of the films. So what Trump is doing is Trump is celebrating these men who hated the United States and its Republican president so much that they decided to withdraw from the United States of America and then launched a war against it. That's who Trump is defending here as saying part of our heritage of winning and freedom, freedom for everyone except the black people. Right. That's how into freedom they were. Right. Do other countries have airports and military bases named after people who lost? No, no, no. (laughs) I can just answer that without even doing any history or looking anything up. No. Yeah. That's just us. Yeah. We just like have, Statues and schools and highways and parks and well, you know, I'm sure you can find losers. some you can find some statues to Napoleon probably in France. Probably. Well, and there are IRA statues still up in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, and Napoleon did uh, lose in the end, so you know, it's questionable eventually. whether the IRA ultimately lost because 
Right. I don't know. We, yeah. That's a whole other show. They just went away. The IRA we just do our, kind of went our, away. Like, our political issues of the late 80s show will... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, sure. was in, I was in a, a very small town in Ireland in 2008, mm-hmm. and the statue that was in the town square was put up in 1921, and it was a statue of an IRA guy. Yeah. Oh, God. So it, it had been there since the 1920s. I, the IRA has been around for a very, very long time. It got... It got super energized in the 80s and then it just yeah. kind of went away. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, there are still statues of IRA members up in town squares and very small towns. I mean, this is a teeny tiny little town that my family survived. The great, great British surge that tried to kill all of us and 400 of us survived. <laughs> so militant sounding. But I mean, yeah. It was. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like putting up statues here to Timothy McVeigh. That's yes. that's kind of what we're talking about here because Timothy mm-hmm. McVeigh attacked not just the federal building in Oklahoma, but he attacked the government of the United States. He attacked a satellite office of the federal government of the United States. Now imagine putting up a statue to Timothy McVeigh. Oh, it's just part of oh. our Oklahoma heritage, right? This- oh, there are people that would. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, you know, these people are so irate and they're so obnoxious. They're so just offended that anyone would try to tell them that, you know, you can't fly this southern swastika anymore yeah right Um, but you know and it's like people tried to kind of be reasonable about it and ask nicely and it's the same thing kind of with the police unions where minneapolis is like we've tried with y'all we've tried and tried Mm -hmm. and tried and tried and you never changed so you're fired Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and i just kind of feel like that about some of these the confederate people it's like guys your deal has failed in the war of ideas all right it's done it's a done deal okay we settled this whole like let's leave the union and have slaves question Mm-hmm. 150 years ago, and you know you lose. Yeah. Good day, sir. Yeah. You know it's just <laughs> exactly. like you lose. Good day, <laughs> sir. Just, I mean, stop trying to make it happen. Okay, mm-hmm. it just the, the reverence for the Dixie flag, the reverence for the battle flag of the Confederacy is all an offshoot of the lost cause. The lost it's cause... cargo cultism. Yes, again, it's revisionist history. It's bullshit. It's fiction. That was manufactured to not only keep black people down, but to unite white people to make the South seem not like the villains that they were. And so it's a symbol of not only racism, but it's a symbol of absolute fantasy. I mean, this is a group of people who took up arms against the United States of America. And if you are at all a patriot, that idea should be repulsive to you. And those people should be considered traitors. I mean, in the midst of this huge racial upheaval in this country, Donald Trump has decided, hey, you know what? There's still some uh, juice in this idea that I defend Confederate Because you know what? Ultimately, (laughs) I mean, Donald Trump is a racist, but I don't think Donald Trump has enough forethought to understand what his words actually mean. I think he's just saying, all right, you know what? Those racist people in the South who I generally hate anyway. um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about because of their racism. I'm saying that he just doesn't like the rubes. He hates the people who support him. Oh, yeah. Secretly, yeah. He doesn't like these people. But he knows how to manipulate them. And there is this Venn diagram overlap of they being racists and Donald Trump being racist. So, hey, we have this in common at least. So I'm going to build upon that to create this whole fictitious poser presidency that he has uh, well, developed. Well, it's in a feedback loop with Fox News, too. Yeah. I mean, the mm-hmm. two of them feed off each other and encourage each other to greater heights of evil and sociopathy. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's right. Just- so, I mean, that brings us to Donald Trump's first 
rally that he's going to do. And by the way, to I want to talk about one thing really quick about Fox News. Did you guys know that the white that his reelection campaign just splashed out like four and a half? $450,000 just to buy ads in the Fox News affiliates in Washington yes. so he'll see them on TV mm-hmm. and be comforted. Oh my God, what a waste. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge waste of money. I mean, that's just, that's just, oh my, if I, oh my God, if I actually supported him and, and like, uh, I'd be like, no, 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 you need to spend the money in other play How, st- okay, just closed circuit television. He gets what he wants on his little TV machine. Right. And nobody else has to see it. You know, they should have done that, like a whole Truman Show thing. Just make him yeah. think that he's doing all these things. That's but what of his course- new polling company's doing, yeah. making him think that he's this great. Oh, that's right. Because again, I mean, look, wasn't I just writing about this? Wasn't I just Mm -hmm. writing about how people have to prop him up all the time Mm -hmm. to maintain some form of stable leadership? And it's not even that. I mean, even with all of this effort to keep President Humpty glued together, even with that. It's still a rickety Jenga puzzle of madness. That's what we're getting, <laughs> even with all of that uh, heavy lifting that they have to do. Whether it's Donald Trump having to go to one of his pollsters, McLaughlin, and say, hey, listen, can you unskew this poll for me? Because I'm such an un- insecure little teeny tiny petty dictator that I need this that kind I'm gonna of I'm going to sue flubber. CNN for reporting their <laughs> poll results. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how insane what is, is that? What is he doing? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So in that effort, in that process of making sure this petty little tyrant has his brittle ego fluffed as much as possible, they've got him scheduled for another rally. And this, again, you want to underscore just racism on the march, president racist. This is what he's decided to do. He's decided to have his first rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. So it's a double you whammy. Know, a bunch of people who are listening are not going to understand what that means. Well, I'm going to, that's why I'm going to explain it. Uh, <laughs> and so sorry, that's, sorry. A, it's a double whammy of racist horseshit. Okay. So Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865, finally, after the emancipation had been authored in 1862, it didn't make its way fully to Texas until 1865 after the war had ended, and when that was announced, it was a day of jubilee for slaves, now freed slaves, in Texas. That's the celebration of Juneteenth in a nutshell. Now, the significance of Tulsa, Oklahoma, is in 1821, there was something called the Tulsa Race Massacre of, of 19... Did I say 1821? I meant 1921. 1921. 1921. And in that process... Hundreds of black people were killed. And we're talking about a very wealthy community of black people called, uh, I think it was called Black Wall Wall Street. Street. Black Wall Street, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that took place in Tulsa. So I always compare it to Donald Trump just smearing his taint, scooting his disgusting ass on things, just to get his Trump taint onto everything because he's got to ruin everything. This is Donald Trump. I mean, that's Russian style. I mean, it's like this, this, uh, the psyop thing mm-hmm. of like making you feel so discouraged and so yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's the bully trick is to make you feel like nobody's on your side. 
Right. And then everybody, you know, and like to disregard it, just like spit on that symbology mm. and like just be like, yeah, I'm going to have my rally. And it's just like it's just part of like making us all so angry that we can't think straight. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is coming from the uh, adult brain of Stephen Miller. I'm, I'm almost 1000 percent certain that this is a Stephen Miller. Okay, you, okay, fucking I've, you've got to you. cut the Dixie music on Stephen Miller. He is from California. OK, he is, he's a Santa Monica guy. He's, he's not. Not one of our people. You need to like, I mean, because racism is not just a Southern thing. It's Very a Western true. thing, That's a Northwestern true. thing, a Northeastern thing. And, you know, Donald Trump is from fucking Queens. He's well, from I've been Upper seeing, Georgia. I've been seeing rebel flags and photographs from Massachusetts, photographs from Michigan, yeah. photographs from Indiana, Indiana. I mean, it's not. It's not just for the South anymore, David. It's not just no, for no, it's, it's not like just for breakfast your horrible, anymore. Toothless, racist uncle at other people's cookouts going, "What is he doing there? <laughs> like, like that's our family's problem. Yeah. Why are you doing it? You know, right. like, yeah, right, right. So again, it's a double fuck you to black people. That's what Donald Trump is engaged in at this time and at this place. And this afternoon, you know what? There is this teeny tiny possibility that he's going to put on this performance art again and pretend to be somber, so somber. Somber, so somber, presidential-esque Donald Trump. That's what he does occasionally because he knows that not everyone is looking at his Twitter feed 24-7, that some people are only seeing him when he does these national addresses. So then he, you know, he gets his shit together temporarily so as to say, hey, look, all these people who are saying I'm a racist, racist look at me i'm somber i'm being somber i'm sitting here in the oval office i'm saying something off of a teleprompter screen see how presidential i am and then then cnn van jones turns up on cnn and goes oh yeah presidential he became president today didn't he oh how what a tone of reconciliation that donald trump has struck today in the oval office with this I think he's too far gone at this point. He's backed himself into so many corners at this point that like Mm. he's incoherent anyway. Yeah. But just Mm -hmm. to even like try to fix himself in any kind of ideological position after all of the contradictory positions he's taken over the last three years. I mean, he's really like it's going to be and just given that what we think is going on psychologically with his deterioration. Mm -hmm. I just think this is going to be a shit show. It will not be one of those presidential moments where he does obedient Trump reading a teleprompter. I agree. I think this is going to be ranting and raving and he's going to be like, Oh, so like a pig and shit. Yeah. Just so happy to be out there getting people clapping for him Mm -hmm. again and yelling and, He's, yeah, it's it, going to be... It depends where it and takes And they're not going to require masks, correct? I mean, Probably I, I want not. it to be in a dome and really... I, I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, The Hill portrayed it this way. Donald Trump's first post-coronavirus rally... It's not post! No! Oh there were 17,000 new cases diagnosed two days ago. I don't know what the number was from yesterday. The we have 113,000 recent- dead people in rising. Yes. Exactly. But it's the, his first post-coronavirus Oh, my God. Address. I want to kill my God. I, again, this is the sort of thing that is just creating this massive second surge in this pandemic. And it's all because of this instability that is just farting its way out of the, the White House every damn day. It's instability just shaking up the entire system, scrambling people's brains, thinking that things are happening that aren't happening and things that aren't happening are indeed happening. Like whatever the fuck he was talking about in Seattle 
I don't know what he was watching OAN or something. Trump was. And he came up with something about how domestic terrorists are taking over Seattle for some yeah, reason. He said that again today. He's like, oh, they've taken over. I reported that tweet, actually. Yeah. And it's like, no. For encouraging violence. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm on Twitter, I'm basically just going around and like reporting right wing people. That's just my Good. job on Twitter. Now. I like Good that. Good job. Yeah, that's nice. And so that's he, what happened to me. I'm like, you guys want to play this game? I can be a little Nazi hall monitor too, you pissants. <laughs> yeah. Well, he threatened to have the federal government intervene. Yeah, they can't which, do that. Yeah. If Mayor uh, Jenny Durkin refused to take back her city now, according to Trump, that was a Trump quote, from uh, local protesters. He said, if you don't do it, I will. This is not a game. <laughs> So, and then didn't she tell him to get back into the bunker? Yeah, well, he's certainly ordering people around from inside that bunker any chance he gets. <laughs> All right, here we go. Rocky Mountain Mike. I'm so glad you brought up the bunker. Calling for forests of barbed wire fences. Calls out his monkeys with guns and their tear gas. Climbs into his hole starting on Friday. Showing he's not holds a Bible on Sunday. White supremacy, control from the shadow, goes down to his basement and snorts his Adderall. Well, let's hunker in the bunker. Yeah, he's all right, we can see. And call the tanks out. Yeah, he's not above. Yeah, he's a snake on that we can agree. Yeah, he's all right. We can see. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah, yeah classic. Yeah. Perfectly timed. And uh, gotta and- say, I think that Sarah Cooper may. Do you know who that is? The comedian who's been doing the. Yeah, worst she's thinking fantastic. Of- yes, she's so good. Oh my god, she may have topped us on Tiny Trump. I think that is the only like the way to <laughs> if you have to hear Trump. Yeah, you can either hear it at double speed, or you can watch Sarah Cooper lipstick it because oh my god, she's funny. I got to bring back Tiny Trump at some point because I just I love it so much. Two reporters in the Russian, and they said <laughs> President Trump started screaming, ranting, and raving. This is the classic one. And on the southern border, where we are right now building a tremendous wall. Okay, ready? That I wanted the a wall. Remember the wall? But I wanted a moat. <laughs> a moat. Whatever that is. Not a word I used, but they used it. A moat. And in the moat, I wanted alligators and snakes. <laughs> And I wanted the wall to be a fence. And I wanted to be electrified. And I wanted sharp spikes at the top. So if anyone gets it, it, it goes piercing through their skin. Is somewhat the way they said it. Yeah. Skin piercing spikes. Yeah, skin piercing spikes is what he's talking about. You can't let that Oh, now, can we get the, the dueling shut-ups? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop F-U. whining. Oh, wait, that's it. F you. F you. F you. F you. F you. F you. So, uh, did you see General Milley's apology for participating? Yeah, and he'll be fired in how soon? Oh, God, five, yeah. Four, five, three, four, two, four, three. I mean, probably by the end of the show, he'll be done. Well, because Esper was almost fired, but they pulled him back on that, right? Yeah. Isn't that the reporting? Yeah. That, that when he came out and went, wait, no, we're not going to put the military, <laughs> you know, against American citizens, he was almost fired for that. I was shocked he wasn't. He, he even had <laughs> yeah. a resignation Does anyone ready. else, every time you hear his name, Mike Esper, you go, Anto, in your head? Like, that <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's what Trump did. Trump actually <laughs> once called him. Uh, Mike Esperanto. Yeah. Yes, in a tweet. He, Trump really oh, did that. 
It was an autocorrect moment. <laughs> fucking idiot. No, I just choose to believe it was the brain worms. So General Milley apologized for being in that stupid photo op uh, walking over. And the thing that I love most about this story is that General Milley's apology is going to go in just about every political ad made by the Lincoln Project between now and Election Day. Because all you have to do is contrast that stupid, silly Bible photo op stunt that Trump did with the tear gas and the rubber bullets being uh, uh, used against peaceful protesters, plus the sound and, and visuals of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, not just any general, certainly not a retired general, but the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff saying, you know what? That was a stupid mistake. We should never mix military into domestic politics like this ever again. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The other great thing about that is maybe a little teeny tiny bit encouraged over what's going to happen on and after November 3rd. Because if it seems like the military is not interested in getting into Donald Trump's political fuckery. They just are... Well, of course they're not. Yeah. I mean, there the is career a Career guys, definitely. Yeah. There is a big streak of white fundamentalist crazy in the military, but a lot of the military is black people and brown people and yeah. Asian people. I mean, the military is one of the places I think actually... I don't want to say that they've... I mean, racism is prevalent and potent and systemic everywhere in anything that America touches, but mm. I've... You know, one of the, I mean, like a person like Colin Powell happened in the military yeah. years ahead of when he would have happened in the private sector mm-hmm. because, you know, the military, doesn't, you, you've got to make results. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. thing. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> if you don't do your job, people die. Well, we're going mm-hmm. to talk about some of the African-Americans who are from Washington, D.C., who were part of the D.C. Guard that turned up uh, during those protests and how the National Guard. You talk about backstopping the president. You talk about the, uh, you know, the pooper scoopers that go behind the elephants in the parade that are constantly cleaning up Donald Trump's mess. Well, the National Guard tried to appease Trump by using all of that force that we saw mm-hmm. on video. So we're going to get to that in, uh, in just a second. But one of the things I've been noticing when I do all of these video calls now, I was on uh, Debriana Mancini's show, Corona Kitchen, on Facebook, and now it's up on YouTube, by the way. And uh, cool. whenever I do these video things, which I never used to do until the coronavirus came along, but now that I do them, I'm, I'm noticing all the weird things about my face because everything is reversed when you use those cameras, <laughs> don't you know? I mean, right, right. You, you normally see yourself in reverse in a mirror, but now you see yourself how you actually look to other people on video. And that's a weird, disconcerting thing. So uh, when you're doing these meetings with your coworkers or your clients or your family members, you'll notice all the bags and uh, deep wrinkles and under eye bags and things like that right there on the video camera. And they, the cameras catch everything. Now imagine all that crap is gone. No risky, expensive surgery, just gone in minutes. We're talking about Plexiderm, of course, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags, all in the comfort of your own home. Plexiderm is the solution for Zoom meeting eyes. Uh, The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them. And you know what? Honesty is the best policy, isn't it? Go to tryplexiderm.com. Use my code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's a full half off plus an extra $10 off. Or you can call, by the way, 1-800-685-1292. Mention the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit tryplexiderm.com. Use the code VOICES. That's code VOICES at tryplexiderm.com. And 
If you're looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, look no further. Omaha Steaks is here to help. And Omaha Steaks is going to give your dad a gigantic box of beef. And what dad doesn't want beef (laughs) for Father's Day? Beef, steak, meat. For a limited time, you can find a variety of packages filled with beautiful Omaha steaks, plus other premium meats, side dishes, artisan desserts, and so much more, all ideal for your dad's special day. These packages come flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and delivered in a cooler with dry ice safely to his door. That means fresher than fresh, all backed by Omaha Steaks, unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. By the way, best customer service of any online ordering service you could possibly imagine. Uh, It's a simple, delicious way to treat Dad this Father's Day, and you're giving him something he will actually enjoy. Omaha Steaks is offering uh, listeners a variety of amazing packages that are perfect to send Dad for Father's Day. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL into the search bar to unlock savings of 50% and more. With code LIBERAL, you'll receive free shipping and a free one-pound package of delicious Applewood smoked steak cut bacon on select packages. Mm. There are many packages available, perfect for dad, all ready to be shipped in time for Father's Day. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code LIBERAL in the search bar. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, Timmy and Wonderland Rangers, song called uh, Baby's Bread Hard Times from an album called Baby's Bread from Athens, Georgia, where uh, someone named David Ferguson is also from. Uh, I, you guys, I cannot recommend this band highly enough. So Wonderland great. Rangers, Timmy and Wonderland Rangers, they're on Bandcamp, and Bob will also give you links to their stuff in yeah. the bottom of this post, but Timmy and I have known each other for like... 28 years holy shit um, yeah yeah uh, this is a great band you know like you know who they remind me of they remind me of broken social scene from canada that's what at least this yeah. song reminds me of so okay. much of broken yeah. social scene yeah very much in that in that style of uh alternative interesting i i tend to call this kind of music progressive alternative because it's a little mm-hmm. more interesting a little more, more multi-textured than your typical alternative music and Boy, these yeah. guys are great. So good. Yeah, and you can tell oh, they've been he's around such an amazing too. guitar player. You yeah. can watch his, like, yeah, they're very seasoned, but I don't, like, you know, it, it, at no point to me does it ever feel like dad rock. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, like, Timmy just is amazing. He keeps coming up with fresh stuff, and, it, yeah. like, and there's been a real evolution. It's been amazing to watch his arc, because mm-hmm. his first band was called Fuzzy Sprouts, the first band that I saw. Yeah. And they were like a party band, like kind of a brainy, nerdy party band. And then like F- fuzzy, called- fuzzy sprouts, did you say? Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, get fuzzy. Do you ever see that comic with the Siamese cat in it? No, no I his, didn't. His, oh, it's, it was around for a while. His brother draws that. But oh, very cool. Anyway, the next band was called Aqua Love, and they were sort of like this blissed out, funky Prince meets. Mm-hmm. 
Funkadelic meets Beck meets, and um, it was awesome. But this new stuff is like darker. It's harder. Yeah. It's like kind of in keeping with the times, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just like all that boundless optimism. We thought everything was, you know, so great when we had a black president mm-hmm. and now it's, yeah, it's good though. Like I mean, one of the songs, one of the really funky ones is called sinking cruise ship. And I love it. I like to dance to it, but it's like, you realize suddenly <laughs> that you're dancing to someone else's divorce. Oh, more profiteering. And yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. but he's like, no, please shake away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, link in the description at bobseska.com if you want to support uh, Timmy and the Wonderland Rangers and uh, yes. or Timmy and Wonderland Rangers, not the Wonderland Rangers. Timmy and Wonderland it's Rangers. T-I-M-I. Yeah, T-I-M-I. Yeah, Hendrix. Absolutely. So in fact, we've got another Athens band we're going to be uh, debuting here on the show in just a few minutes. So stand by for that, too. OK, so getting back into things here. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention bobseska.com slash music. If you want to submit your stuff for me to play here on the show, thank you for doing that. It is a huge privilege and an even bigger honor to be able to do it. So thank you for submitting. OK, here we go. <laughs> The aggressive tactics by the National Guard in uh, in D.C., at the hands of the D.C. Guard, literally, uh, were ordered to appease Trump. Again, yes. this is about... This is Bill Barr. Yeah. He now says it wasn't him. He, first, he said that we didn't tear gas him. Well, we te- we hit them with pepper spray, which is not a tear. It's just like he keeps like it just it's like he, the swizzing of the goalposts moving is making my head spin. You know, it's yeah. just like... Well, well, he said he asked them to get really. it done, but he didn't order them to do it. Right, right. Right. In my attitude. <laughs> As if that's the difference. I expressed that yeah. they should get oh. it done. <laughs> A white National Guard commander called the standoff in Lafayette Square the Alamo, implying that the White House was under siege. Black members of the oh, D.C. God. Guard objected to turning on their neighbors. Army leaders told pilots to, quote, flood the box with everything we have as two helicopters buzzed protesters in the streets. And that was all in order to uh, appease Donald Trump, in order to show Donald Trump that... To strut his diapered ass across the street. Exactly. Hold up a book he's never read upside down. Yeah, but this was more... in front of a church where he doesn't... I mean, it's just... Yeah. But, but the, and you, dude, like, the, this is the Elmo. It's like, dude, you were a manager at Chili's six days ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like, the people at the Alamo, it was the end of a long-ass war. They were professional soldiers. They had given their lives to a cause. You are a fucking weekend warrior. Yeah. <sighs> Again, just a remarkable. See, this is not the, how the military overreach. does things. This is why the big guys in the military, the career people, the Colin Powells, are like, yeah. are cold, are just like, we don't, you know, we're gonna, we don't support this guy. It's yeah. not our way. Yeah. We don't, we support our country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even if they're republic, you know, even if I don't like their politics, we at least fundamentally agree that our military is not a fighting force that is to be turned on American citizens. Yeah. And maybe I guess if you're just a guardsman and you got called up from Huntsville, Alabama or whatever, and you took a couple of days off from dry humping your cousin, uh, <laughs> maybe you think this is the Alamo, but honey, go back to fucking Alabama because the real military, if you, I mean, I just, he's got this like, what is this, you know, no badge, no insignia, fat guy militia they've got standing around that mm-hmm. eight foot baby gate. They've erected and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh god, like, that's build a, a wall. That's such a what, great way to put it. An eight foot baby, it's a baby gate. gate. Yeah, a it big, totally is. It can oh keep it from god. running out in traffic. Yes, perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect. I love that so much. Jesus. Um, yeah. And now they've got these guys with their AR-15s, just kind of you know, like, and they're not. I mean. Some of them are apparently from the Texas correctional system, which uh-huh. I would think yeah. that you guys would have enough to do back home containing your coronavirus outbreaks in your prisons, mm-hmm. but okay. So, 
But this is what you know. These guys are not the real military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the real mil and you know the real military, the day that power transfers is going to pledge their allegiance and support to the, the duly elected president. Yep. Period. Period. That's right. And so, like, he can surround himself with enough yahoos and inbred fucktards from Texas, but <laughs> as he wants. But the real military will just—I mean, they're like, okay, flatten that White House. We'll build another one this time without slave labor. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. forget it, dude. You're—I mean, you will be in a bunker at that point because—and that's the only thing you might be able to survive in because the actual military is not playing around. Did you see that today Donald Trump referred to the Secret Service as the SS? SS, yes, I saw that. That was on purpose. I guarantee you it was on purpose. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if shit like that is actually ghostwritten by Stephen Miller or Steve Bannon or someone. We need to let go of the idea that he's the person who's responsible for all those tweets. Yeah. He used the word litany last week. And I'm like, he doesn't know that fucking word. That's oh, yeah, like no, Dan no one, Scavino or something. Yeah, no one expects that he's writing all of these things. I mean, Dan Scavino probably writes um, at least half of them. And I know Don Jr. has access to Trump's Twitter feed. Uh, probably other White House staffers, like Kellyanne Conway, I think, also does. Uh, and so they're constructing a lot of this shit. But the fact remains that anything that's presented under Donald Trump's name is an official proclamation from the president himself, regardless of who actually authors whatever it is. Because, that, I mean, that's the way it always works. I mean, every president has speech writers. And, well, but the president, if the president utters those words, then that is the edict coming down from the president himself. And so... Then yeah. he tweeted out today, though. He said, those are ignorant of, who are ignorant of history are doomed to repeat it. Supposedly what? him. But I'm like, you're the guy who's aligning himself with the fucking SS and, and the, the Confederacy. Confederacy. Yeah. You want, I mean, like I said, we the, the marketplace of ideas has spoken on these topics. <laughs> <laughs> decisively. Well, yeah. I tweeted at him. I'm like, like you're not re- learning the history of the 1918 flu pandemic. Right. It's so simple. It's so easy to understand in so many cases. All this shit that Donald Trump is dabbling in. By the way, uh, Sean Hannity compared Trump to George Floyd. That they have, uh, uh-huh. they have something in common. You know, they were both victims of crooked cops. They're both dead. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, leave it to Sean Hannity to actually defend George Floyd while at the same time insulting George Floyd. I mean, that's the sick racist genius of Fox News Channel. They can do this twisted fucking gaslighting. Is it? Well, no, we were defending George Floyd. What are you talking about? Yes, but you said that's that- not ge- that's not genius. That's just I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I mean, it's like it's the, all they do. I mean, it's yeah. the, you know, projection incorporated. Mm-hmm. It just. Yeah, this has been going on. Maybe the cops should stop killing people. Yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we wouldn't be angry if we. I mean, just I have I have not I was not able to watch the George Floyd video. I I got five seconds in and was like, oh no, turn Mm -hmm. it off because like something like that is like to me it's like eating a bad oyster. Like once it's in, you're fucked. Yeah, like it will not get out of your head and. But my friend's mum, because she's English, mum, she yes. thinks that the reason that the cop had his hand in his pocket is it was an erotic experience for him. Ooh. Oh, maybe she's like she's like yeah she's like he's having a wink he's a fucking dirty pervert but um <laughs> you know uh, I think I don't she know may not I'm be not gonna wrong. but I mean it was some kind of I mean I just I don't understand how one human being could do that to another human being I don't either. Interesting, because, you know, I haven't haven't ruled out the role of hormones in all this, and I'm not talking about just Mm -hmm. regular hormones. I'm talking about steroid abuse, 
as being one of the catalysts of a lot of the police violence. But the the centerpiece of all of it goes back to what we were discussing in the first segment about the lost cause. And the lost cause gave us Jim Crow laws. Jim Crow laws empowered law enforcement to do all varieties of horrendous things to African-Americans in this country, especially in the South. Part of that process is documented so well in... I think one of the best books about Lost Cause and the post-Reconstruction era, which is called Slavery by Another Name. It's by a Wall Street Journal reporter named Douglas Blackman. It is an, an amazing piece of work. And also there's an accompanying documentary, I think, from PBS about the same topic, pegged off of Douglas Blackman's book. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that this book talks about is these Jim Crow laws that arose, you know, as I said, post-Reconstruction, around the turn of the century, uh, laws like vagrancy. You know what mm-hmm. vagrancy is? Vagrancy is walking around without a job. That's yep. what vagrancy is. And that, and that became illegal in many states mm-hmm. in the South, if not all the states in the South during the Jim Crow era. Vagrancy. So you're an African-American man. Mm-hmm. You're, walking around, you're walking down the street. Police officer comes up and says, hey, boy, go, where are you going? You going to work? Well, show us your papers proving that you have a job. I don't have papers proving that I have a job. Okay, into the squad. They probably abuse him, cuff him, put him in the fucking uh, car, and whisk him away. And eventually, uh, this guy finds himself uh, sold into slavery in some fucking mine, some backwoods coal mine, where he ends up dying. After Which still, years I mean, convict of labor being held. is still a thing in this country, and they're doing it oh, now yeah. with the immigrant with the migration de- detainees. They yes. have them cleaning a COVID-infected detention center with yep. no PPE and no pay. I'm sure. I'm sure they're not paying these people at all, which is slave labor. Slavery, to an extent, probably still happening now. I mean, in these, as you said. Well, it's just in prison. Just in prison. It's slave labor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's that's the 13th Amendment, kids. It allows for people to be put to work without pay if they're incarcerated. That's right. That's right. You lose your civil liberties if you're in prison to an extent. And, uh, you know, in fact, uh, Orange is the New Black is a pretty good... uh, uh, not, not only satire, but documentation of those kind of practices. Mm-hmm. And we're watching it right now, by the way. And it's it fantastic. is just... I'm it's, sure it's much more high pressure and much faster moving than that, though. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh, I was watching it when they were messing around with the sewing machines on that show. And I'm like, that's not how... Oh, works. just stick with it, man. They, it, is, it gets hard. <laughs> it's good hardcore. and it's horrid. Yeah. What happened to George Floyd help, happens to one of the characters in Orange yeah, is the New and Black. It's so and, sad. Oh, yeah. my God. Just so unbelievable sad. shattering. I talk about soul crushing watching that. Yeah. It, just, it was like watching the George Floyd video all over again. And mm-hmm. uh, we saw it at about the same time. Somehow the timing worked out. But nevertheless, I mean, we're talking about an entire system that was set up, facilitated by law enforcement. Uh, through the Jim Crow era where African-Americans were sold into neo-slavery, disappeared into the system where they worked for no money, uh, worked as slave laborers in coal mines and, and backwoods plantations and so on, and, uh, and would never see you know, their families. Their families would know where they go. I don't know. They just disappeared. Well, it was because they were picked up by cops for stupid fucking violations like vagrancy. I mean, vagrancy. If I was walking down the street today and someone asked me where I was going, would I be able to prove that I had a job? Would any of us be able to prove that we had a job? That's how bullshit that was. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the origin 
of why we're seeing the kind of police violence we see now. It becomes ingrained into the system. It becomes part of the system. It becomes part of being a cop in certain places where that's kind of expected. I mean, you know, if there were as many bad apples, this is like a Chris Rock joke, basically. If there was as many bad apples in the airline industry piloting airplanes as there are <laughs> bad apples in the police force, we'd all be fucked if we got on an no a- onto an airplane. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, well, that commuter airplane crashed into a mountain. Well, what happened? Oh, I guess the pilot was a bad apple. Right. Yeah. The pilots union is like, you know, we need to resurrect him so we can put him to work for another airline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They move. (laughs) Cops move around like Catholic priests. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They do. They do. I mean, and Tom Hartman said something interesting, and he's been positing this, and he actually asked uh, Congressman, uh, excuse me, Senator Merkley, because they're doing some police reform. He said, "Why don't cops carry?" liability insurance like doctors do because doctors and police officers have your life in their hands yep and if a doctor does something wrong he or she can be sued for it a and their insurance either will cover it or not or two they lose their license and if you cannot insure a doctor that doctor cannot have a medical license across the country therefore if a cop does things that are uh, written up how many times for whatever reason he or she should not be able to keep that insurance and an insurance company is not going to insure you if you're going to cost them money. So I think that that's... That's an, really an, smart. Yeah. It's, a, it's an idea to put towards police reform that, that at least it's in Merkley's head. Um, I yeah. think it's a great idea. And they should be continuing training like doctors do. You know, there's certain things, that, and they, if they do something wrong, lose their license, like a lawyer loses his or her license if they do something wrong because they've done something against the law. I mean, it's kind of simple. The thing that continues to confound me are the cops who know they're being videotaped who who know they're going to be exposed and they continue doing it anyway it's like i I don't understand that mentality that kind of adds to the crazy compulsive sexual like you know yeah yeah someone's standing there recording you on the cell phone and you're i I don't know it is fucked up i mean how do you think you're gonna i was gonna say go ahead how do you think you you can get away with it yeah that was my like question there. Right. Jesus. It seems so... Well, because they have gotten away with it with witnesses before, and even I Rodney guess. King when he, even that shit was beat cop. out of him. Mm-hmm. No, but when he, when Rodney King was beat the fuck out of him, we all saw it on tape. Yep. They were all acquitted. Mm-hmm. It's true. I've been watching a British series that I can't remember the name of right now. It's like something, I don't know, but there's a suspect who died in police custody, and it's like there's all this resonance in the art around us. Just like everything, I mean... Anyone who claims this came out of nowhere is mm. lying through your teeth, just like about the pandemic thing. Like anything, you, I mean, anything you Google search from before this year about pandemics, it says in there somewhere a pandemic is coming. We're mm-hmm. overdue for one, in fact. Yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, we these are issues that have been like on the burner for a while, but they have just reached a breaking point under the additional stress of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just. Oh, God, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. I hope we are enough of a standing by the end of the year that we can like knit our republic back together and heal after this. Mm-hmm. No shit, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about COVID here in just one second. We're going to take one last break and uh, wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. 
Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! I love this band. Yeah, this is also from Athens, Georgia. This is Vision Video. Song called In My Side. Single. Lately he started singing. He's got a beautiful voice. Yes, it is. Turn it up, turn it up. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, this is a... more traditionally what I would expect out of Athens, Georgia. This uh, the sound. This sound is so unique hmm. to a lot of the alternative. To me, it yeah. sounds like Manchester because it sounds like kind of like New Order. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a little bit of that. Yeah, that. exactly. There's a throwback aspect to it. Yeah. Really, really good. He's uh, an incredible performer, and he's one of those people who's just fully embraced the spectacle and the theatrical, like the makeup and the hair. He's just like, and mm-hmm. it makes me feel like such a slacker. Yeah, and d- don't <laughs> sweat it. I'm going to play the whole song, and uh, I'll play every song that we use here on the show uh, in the Indie Music Countdown at the end of the month. And that's the that's the entire point of it, to get the, the whole flavor of these tracks that we can't do uh, justice to in just about 40 seconds or so. Uh, Okay, so Donald Trump, while we were taking a break, Donald Trump just tweeted this. Seriously Mm -hmm. failed presidential candidate, Senator Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren. Oh, God, but he looks like fucking girl! I'm sorry. That's you. Yeah. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren just introduced an amendment on the renaming of many of our legendary military bases from which we train to win, in all caps, two world wars. Hopefully our great Republican senators won't fall for this. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That a Republican kept the union together during the Civil War? Well, It's like Republicans fought the Confederacy. Just going to put that out there. I mean, we could change the name to Fort Strawberry Shortcake, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'd rather that be. And it it won't change what they do inside the fort. It won't change... But you know what? Taking but away he's the Mr. Confeder- Put my name on the building, asshole. I mean, he if, no if, shit. He's like that's as far as he thinks. Take the names like, of the traitors off the names of the forts, yes, it, and it will you. not change a fucking thing about the training or the housing of the military inside the forts. Just right. doesn't fucking matter. But he doesn't care because Donald Trump divides people. That's what Donald Trump does. Yep. Donald Trump sees a thing. I mean, he's always talking about, oh, I, was just, I was just recently a politician, but you know what? There is no bigger politician in this country than Donald Trump. Everything oh, yeah. he sees, everything. This is what I talk about smearing his taint on shit. He's got to turn everything into a political fucking hot potato. Uh, or in his case, a big steaming political turd. 
That's what Donald Trump does. He doesn't know how to deal with anything without fighting it. That's he, right. He's right. completely mm-hmm. lost without. And it, that's total yeah. like old school reptile brain, mm-hmm. like baby boomer man thinking. Yeah. Like, and it just it doesn't work in the world anymore. You can't just divide the world and answer all the complicated questions with like shit, stupid, simple answers. Mm-hmm. And Fox News is like that's the golden ring that they hold up for them to grab at all the time. It's like you know if they would just blah 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 common sense. And, you I mean, know, I, just, I wish I wish some other TV executives who were at the same level as Lachlan Murdoch. I wish they mm-hmm. would call him up on mass and go, "All right, listen, Lachlan, you got to cut the shit. You got to stop doing this because it's damaging the country. You are fucking the things world. up for the world. Yeah, for the world." You're damaging the world for your fucking fun and games. And it's the same with that fuck that fuckwad from fucking OAN who runs Uh OAN. Those two guys, Lachlan Murdoch and whoever the fucking slime bag is who runs OAN, those guys are deliberately injecting into the world all varieties of bullshit. They are poisoning the American Uh government. They are poisoning the American discourse. They are poisoning the world with their bullshit entertainment performance art for the sake of just uh, pandering to the dumbest fucking people in the fucking country. It's not about those people, Bob. It's about money. And until they start losing money, because Fox News initially lost money Mm -hmm. so that it could be at the tier that it is on cable. Yeah, yeah. And now it makes money. Now, Tucker Carlson apparently is going to lose them a small fortune in the near future. (laughs) So I think he'll be going on vacation soon. (laughs) Um, piece of shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, he's losing major. From? He's lost a lot of major sponsors. I mean, when you lose Papa John's, you've lost everything. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, his money, his like his mother's maiden name is Swanson, and all their money comes from TV dinners. That's like, you know, they were mm-hmm. like just regular. Oh, really? He's like, the TV dinner um, guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like every time you eat a piece of chicken that tastes like rubber out of a tinfoil tray, he gets a nickel. <laughs> Like, but just yeah. Uh, right. All the worthless people, though. I just, I don't know. If I ever get too angry and head up about Tucker, though, I just think about the two thousand and probably eight Democratic or National Convention when Ron Reagan Jr. spoke up in favor mm-hmm. of Obama, and then mm-hmm. they cut to Tucker Carlson, and he's just like he looked like he could eat his bow tie. He was so mad, <laughs> and I could just see going through his head like I hate him. If my name was Ron Reagan Jr., I'd be king. You know, like he just, it just he's like so angry yep. that the man who has the name Ronald Reagan Jr. is a sweet gay man atheist. Like, <laughs> well, the good news is he may be going on vacation, and as we know, we all know what the definition of vacation means at Fox News. What's vacation mean? Vacations <laughs> when you go somewhere and you don't ever come back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Vacation at Fox He's News. He's going to go to a nice farm upstate. <laughs> Where he, <laughs> where he can run, he can run, run with run. the other That's pundits. Free. He can run yeah, free chase with rabbits Kelly. He can run chase straw men. Yeah. Yeah, he can <laughs> chase all the free-range bow ties up there. Exactly. <laughs> a farm in upstate New York. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, in more sobering news, a couple of different numbers here to remember. 19 is the first number. 39 is the second number. Let's talk about the 19 here first. At least 19 states are seeing a rise in the number of new cases. Data from states reporting some of their highest seven-day averages of new cases also disproves the notion that the country is seeing a spike because of an increase in testing. It's not because of the testing. It's because of actual new cases that are occurring. Meanwhile, 24 states are trending downward and seven states trending trends are holding steady. Okay, we're not 
uh, well, they said last week we were holding steady in Georgia, but we have spiked again. We're yeah. on the way up. We had like just like 780 new cases just like yesterday mm-hmm. or like 700. I can't remember what that number was. Maybe it was the number of people who died. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's exactly what we said was going to happen. But yeah. now they're going to blame it on the protests, even though we won't see like if anyone got infected at protests, it'll show up in like. Another the end of the half. month, it'll yeah. be the end of this month and the beginning of next month that we'll see. And uh, luckily, yeah. at least in my noticing of most protests, because they're mainly in bluer states, um, is a, a predominance of people are wearing masks mm-hmm. and there is distancing. If you look at aerial photographs, yeah. you can see That's, like yeah. Washington, D.C., they're kind of far. They're not super packed in like we usually do. They're kind of separated mm-hmm. um so people are wearing masks i know in los angeles um i've seen them in dc new york montana mm-hmm. unfortunately they're not wearing masks yeah. you know it's certain places and it's like guys come on don't be stupid yeah um, i mean right- i gotta tell you what happened here with governor kemp this is something that people outside our state don't know he knows his p his like approval numbers are down yeah mm-hmm. so that's last saturday he brought 35 national guard uh personnel carriers up here and was just waiting on the uh, they had set up and he's like sending out pictures on Twitter from the command center which Mm -hmm. I think was just like some guy named Larry's garage but um, you know and he was itching itching to fire tear gas and bust heads and declare victory that he saved downtown Athens from being overthrown by the anarchists and Antifa Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing is that (laughs) there are agitators that are coming to these things from out of town, both far right and far left Mm -hmm. that are interested in just burning shit down. That's their, Mm -hmm. their goal here, you know? And those people were the ones that we had like an organized protest in the daytime with social distancing and masks. It was nonviolent and it was thousands of people went, I wished I could go, but I was just too scared. And that ended. Mm -hmm. And then the, assholes came out and blocked a public thoroughfare for seven and a half hours. It's like a big road that like ambulances and fire engines need to go by. It was just a big clusterfuck. And fortunately they dispersed finally before Kemp got to, but I, it was only like 18 people or something. So Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have looked as great as if he had dispersed like thousands of people and you know, the buildings were burning and cars on fire, which is what he wanted because he's desperate for a PR win. Mm -hmm. So Athens was we didn't bite it. We didn't take the bait. We didn't like riot in the streets so Kemp could like be like have his like climb the nine eleven rubble and hug a fireman moment. Yeah, good for you mm-hmm. guys. That's yeah, very very smart. Um, and the opposite of that, the opposite of that smartness is uh, idiocracy on the march here. But and here's the other number I was talking about earlier: thirty nine percent of Americans in a CDC survey admitted doing dumb things like washing food products with bleach. Applying household cleaning or disinfectant products to bare skin and in, and intentionally inhaling or ingesting these products. Thank you, Donald Trump. That's Donald Trump. 39% of Americans are doing exactly what Donald Trump was suggesting from the fucking, fucking and White House. That's his mm-hmm. approval number. It's yeah. interesting. There's a total dovetail there. 39, yeah. 39. <laughs> That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, amazing how a cult works. Mm, yeah. Maybe this will be a, like... I was imagining like at this rally in Tulsa, they're going to have a giant barrel of um, methylquinoline or whatever the shit is that he keeps promoting. It like, <laughs> like, like, you know, yes. Hydroxychloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And they're just be, like <laughs> dipping it out like Jonestown Kool-Aid. You know, like, so all the... 
Well, no, Donald Trump's going to just load a shitload of it into like a T-shirt cannon and just fire it into the crowd, just <laughs> spraying the crowd with hydroxychloroquine. And my question to him on these rallies, he's such a germaphobe. Is he really going to want people near him? I mean, he's going to freak out. Yeah, he's going to freak I out. I think, I just bet he's one of those germaphobes who does all the wrong things. Yeah, probably. You know, who believes that they have a system in their head that's actually superior to that of real microbiologists because they have a feeling that this is actually cleaner than it, you know, like yeah. I can just see him totally like, yeah, not washing his hands after he goes to the bathroom. Here's what the pool camera has to do. Like there's always a designated news crew mm-hmm. that does the main shooting of these events. Their camera, ne- their cameraman needs to change the lens so it doesn't look like the people are right behind Trump. They're, they use a certain kind of lens that foreshortens the perspective so that the, the people mm-hmm. behind Trump look like they're right behind him. What they should do is change the lens so the people look like they're at the actual distance that they are, which is a good 10 to 20 feet behind Donald Trump. And so they look great. And the signs say, obey, yeah. obey, yeah. consume, go back <laughs> <Sure>. to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you know what? We forgot. We're going to talk about this on the post-mortem show. Uh, we're now in a bagel. There's now officially a bagel underway, and it started in February. By bagel, I mean recession. Bagel is the right. West Wing term for a recession. We're going to talk about that coming up on the Postmortem Show on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Oh, I got to do something really important. Yes. I got a really nice message from a woman named Allison Smith. Yeah. She's in the hospital. She has a brain tumor like John McCain had. And oh, shit. She said she loves to listen to us, that we are her lifeline, and that she laughs, and it's like people are staring at her in the hospital because she's laughing. And oh, Allison. Just, yeah. I want to give a big shout-out to Allison, to anyone else who is in a tough situation now, who mm-hmm. is lonely or bored or just scared we are we love you guys we're glad you're here we love that you listen and it gives it makes me feel better yeah all the best to you allison thank you so much for listening and 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 laughing along with us we so appreciate it it's so uh so welcome and and, uh, all the best to you okay that's it for the show uh we'll see you on the post-mortem show folks bye-bye love you bye Okay, I have not cleaned my phone probably ever, and I really, need, I really need to clean my phone. I need to get the Clean Phone Pro uh, because now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. We're washing our hands, sneezing into our arms. We're not touching our face either. Still not doing that. But what about our cell phones? They're huge carriers of germs. In fact, they're a vector for disease because we rarely clean them. And I know I never do. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. It's better than wipes and safe for your device. The Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine, count them, 999 high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can be sanitizing your other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the clean phone pro as your go-to charging station anytime you want any fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items and don't forget they're selling n95 masks at thecleanphone.com if you're serious about hygiene it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean remember to use the code sexy liberal all one word for two-day free shipping and don't sweat it it's going to ship immediately that's thecleanphone.com thecleanphone.com Dot com.